This is the fourth of four devotionals where we're looking at patience. And today I want to look at having patience when those that we love don't want to follow Jesus. When I became a Christian, it completely transformed my life. I was so excited, everything had changed. Everything had changed so much that I couldn't wait to tell everyone about him. I was probably the worst evangelist ever. I was in your face, I was at everybody, wanting them to become a Christian. And I was very disappointed and very discouraged that not many people were interested. Yeah, I've heard it all before. No, I don't want anything to do with Christianity. And it was really difficult. I'm like, this is just the greatest thing that you're ever going to hear. This is the greatest thing that you're ever going to do. I don't understand. Why are you turning your back on it? Why are you ignoring it? And it bemused me. And it was painful. And I think for many of us, it may be that we have family members, maybe children, maybe husbands, wives, partners, maybe friends, maybe people that we've known for years that have been on our heart, that we've wanted to know Jesus and yet we've seen no sign of it. They show no interest in following Jesus. And in fact, some would say that they've turned their back on him and they're not interested. And for us, that is very difficult and very painful. And we just have to wait. We just have to wait until they are ready to receive the invitation of Jesus. But how do we wait? How do we wait well without becoming panicked that they're never going to make it, without being just, oh, this is the most awful thing and it completely destroying us? Well, I want to suggest three things that will help us to be patient and to wait in those moments before they come to know Jesus. The first is that we need to know that God wants all people to know him. Bottom line is that God's heart is for the lost, for the broken, for those that have turned their back on him. God loves the lost. God wants all to know him. If you think about the pain that we have and the passion that we have for them to know it, times it by a thousand and we begin to get a sense of what God's heart is. God is desperate that they too know his love, that their lives are transformed. In 2 Peter 3, we read these words. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God wants everyone to come to repentance. God is compassionate. God is slow to anger. He is full of grace and mercy. He wants everyone to know him. That includes your family. That includes your friend, that includes your spouse. He is for them. He is just as desperate as we are for them to come to know him, that he may change and transform their lives. He has not forgotten about them. They are his priority. He is pursuing them day by day. He has not forgotten them. He has not given up on them. He wants them to come to know him. So that's the first thing to have in our minds. Second thing I want to encourage us to do is to turn our pain to prayer. When I became a Christian, it was very much out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. Nobody else was expecting it. God knew. Nobody else had a clue. And it happened uh, late one evening. And I phoned my mum the next day to tell her the news. 
And I was kind of blown away by her response. She like cried and then she said, we've been praying for you every day. I'm like what? We've been praying for you every day. I was really taken aback by this because I'd been off the rails for a very long time. You're looking at probably nearly 10 years. And my mum and dad hadn't given up on me. Even when it looked as though my life, she has completely turned her back on Christianity. They were faithful. They kept praying. And I want to encourage us that we take that pain, we take that desperation, we take it to God in prayer. And we let that lead us, that we bring our hearts and our desires to God in prayer, that we pray for those that we love daily. We pray that they would recognise the futility of life without Jesus. We pray that their hearts would be open to the truth, that the truth would be revealed to them, that God would place around them people who will give a good account of him that through the things that they do and the things that they say would make people think, who is this Jesus? What is being a Christian? That it would be contagious and that they would want to know more. Pray that they would come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. And pray for us that in our dealings with them, we would be gentle and that we would only respond when the spirit prompts that we wouldn't be over the top and too in your face and too zealous in 1 peter 3 15 to 16 it says always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have but do this with gentleness and respect pray for them pray for us pray that it would all come together and that they would find faith in jesus third thing God will keep pursuing until the end. A friend of mine uh, is a Christian. Her mum wasn't a Christian. And I remember just her desire and her angst for her mum to find faith. And she prayed for her every day. Uh, She sought to be a great witness, and she was. And as the years went by, her mum was just not interested, just was not her thing, did not want to become a Christian. Then she got ill. And we thought, well, maybe this is the time, you know, when people get ill, this was a a terminal illness. You think, well, she's going to be forced to think about life and death and heaven and everything else. And then she got iller and iller. She just wasn't interested. And my friend said it got to that moment where you knew that the end was very, very close. And just before her mum slipped away, She looked at her face, this is her daughter, she looked at her face and something changed in her countenance. That there seemed to be just this this peace and this glow and this smile on her face. And then she said the word, Jesus. And she slipped away. Now for me, that tells me that right up until the very, very last breath, the very last moment, God pursues the lost. Jesus told the parable of the good shepherd, 99 sheep are safe, there is one that isn't. What does a good shepherd do? He doesn't sit back on his laurels and think, oh, 99% percent's all right. No, he goes out, he pursues, he does not rest until he brings that one home safely. 
That is the heart that God has for those that we love that don't yet know Jesus. Don't give up. It may have been years. It may be years. But remember that we're in this with God. God's heart is far bigger than ours. God's power is awesome. He invites us to partner with him. Let's pray and pray and pray and pray and trust that God will pursue, that God will be at work. Let's entrust these people to him. Our job isn't to convict them. That is the role of the Holy Spirit. Our job is to be a faithful witness. Our job is to pray, to entrust them to God and to let him do the rest. I think in glory we will be surprised that some of the people that we see there, that we never thought were interested in Jesus, and yet God didn't give up on. God met them in a moment, at some point in their life, whether it was at the beginning, the middle, or the end, where God met them, and they responded and they said, yes, the choice is always theirs. Some may choose to say no, but our prayer is that their hearts would be softened, and when those invitations come, they would say, yes, Jesus.